It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Call into the show 405-362-7128. And on today's show, Locked On Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. I will dive into the Thunder finally hiring their next head coach, the fourth in the Thunder's history. We'll also dive into who the hire is, what the play style that he wants to run in Oklahoma City is, and all about his introductory press conference. Also, Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston, and the Lockdown NBA mock draft continues today on the network, so go listen to Lockdown NBA after this podcast and figure out where all of the local experts, including myself, have picked for their team, which prospects are going where in our mock draft. Also, brilliant breakdowns from national experts like Chad Ford, John Hollinger, Jeremy Wu, David Locke, Josh Lloyd, Brad Rowland, and a ton more breaking down all the picks over at Lockdown NBA for our mock draft, the best mock draft you're going to find anywhere. I'll put it out there, simple as that. So we're going to dive in first, though, to the Thunder hiring their next head coach. And if you remember, a couple weeks ago, my final prediction, I got out of the prediction game by saying that the Thunder would hire Mark Dagnock, and that's exactly what they did. Will Weaver being quarantined in Oklahoma City threw me and many people, many other people off as well. And I wonder if that could mean that he is going to be on the staff somehow. Because again, as I said in that podcast where we talked about Will Weaver being quarantined here in Oklahoma City, it wouldn't make sense to bring him in here unless he was going to be in some way a part of your future, uh, given the state of the pandemic, given where we're at in this pandemic, especially here in Oklahoma, uh, and how difficult travel is from overseas to bring him here. It seems like he's going to be a likely candidate to be on uh, Mark's staff, especially as you lose uh, Mo Cheeks to the Bulls. That makes sense to me. Not official. We'll see if that actually happens. But that would be a reason to me if you want to read in between the tea leaves of of the fact of Weaver being quarantined here and then not being named the head coach. Uh, maybe he's going to be on the assistant coaching staff as he was sought after for a lot of other assistant jobs this offseason. So we dive in, though, to the head man himself, Mark D. What do we know about Mark D? He's 35 years old. And as I've called him when we discuss him on the show, he's Billy Diamond 2.0. He comes from the University of Florida. He worked under Billy Donovan at the University of Florida as a GA. He impressed Sam Presti a ton when he was 26, and Sam Presti was there scouting Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, who put to Instagram and said that he was so happy and never been happy for another guy as happy as he did for Mark, uh, his college developmental coach. And so 
that impressed Sam Presti back when Mark was 26 years old as a GA for Billy Donovan. And then he immediately hires Mark at 29 years old to be the head coach of the Blue. And as the head coach of the Oklahoma City Blue, he made the playoffs four out of five years, had a 572 winning percentage, and he's the only coach to ever go from the G League head coach to the NBA head coach of the same organization. So again, Nick Nurse was also a G League head coach, but he didn't stay with that same organization. So you look at this team, and it's obvious that Sam Presti has had a lot of faith in Mark and has really sought after him the same way that he did Scott Brooks. I mean, anyone who followed the early Thunders teams knew that PJ's time in Oklahoma City was not going to be long because Sam Presti had his eye on this young, up-and-coming assistant coach named Scott Brooks, and then Scott Brooks, we saw how that turned out. And so... You look at this, and he's been trusted to coach the Blue. He's been trusted to then get promoted this last season to the Thunder assistant coaching staff. He's been trusted to coach the Summer League team for three or four years. And you look at all of that, and it shows the kind of trust that Sam Presti has put in place and the development Sam Presti and this organization and Billy Donovan have done to mature Mark and make sure he's ready for the NBA game and ready to be an NBA head coach. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited for this hire. And and. Who knows if he'll be a great coach or a good coach or a bad coach? I mean, he's an assistant coach. We don't know much about him. Uh, we just know that he played, that he coached very well in the G League uh, and that he has a good reputation with players. The players were over the moon excited for him. Again, Bradley Beal was ecstatic. Uh, a ton of love from Deontay Burton putting out the hard eye emojis. Uh, Baisley, Dort all putting out the, the extreme smile emojis on Twitter as well. Everyone seems excited for Mark, and, and, and that's really uh, a good sign. It's, it's, it's better than saying nothing, and it's better than saying something passive. So you like that. It's in the right direction. Uh, and a part of this process was uh, Nazir Muhammad and Nick Collison being involved in the process in these interviews, representing the player side of things and really picking the coaches' brains. And they obviously passed that test with Mark. And, and so Mark is an interesting candidate here. So what do we know about him? Well, again, he's worked under Billy Donovan, uh, both at Florida and at the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Last year, he also worked under Jim Calhoun, legendary men's college basketball coach for the University of Connecticut uh, as a GA there as well. And so what does the future of Mark in Oklahoma City look like? Well, I think that the team itself will look a ton stylistically the way they did last season, only to the nth degree. It'll be free-flowing, it'll be high motion, more motion than we've ever seen in Oklahoma City because last year, we said the same thing, right? Last year, we said, wow, I've never seen the Thunder play with this kind of motion in, in their offense. They're going to do that same thing again this year, uh, and hopefully even more so with the younger they get and further down the rebuild they get. Uh, they're they're going to try to be versatile defensively, have switchability defensively, and, and just kind of fit that mold of, of pace and space. And that's what uh, Mark said in, in, the press, in the press conference. And, and look, Billy Donovan said the same things, right? All throughout his time in Oklahoma City, he always preached about space and pace. But you're limited to the kind of players you have, and he never had those space and play, and pace players. The closest he got was last year, and last year you saw those offenses look a lot better and look more so like they did whenever it was a Donovan coach team in Florida. So I expect that to, to stay the same as last year, look a lot the way that they did last year on the court. Uh, and then is this a stopgap hire? I don't think so at all. I don't think that Thunder ever went into this looking for just a stopgap hire to get them through the rebuild. That's not how they do business. They pride themselves on the fact that today they introduced – only their fourth head coach since being in Oklahoma City. And you can even you know, question if you want to count P.J. Colissimo or not. Uh, but still, you can count them and you can move forward here. And, and so I don't think he's a stopgap hire. And a lot of it goes to the, the amount of, of confidence Sam Presti has in Mark. 
I don't know if this hire will work out. I, I cannot tell you for sure if Mark will be an amazing head coach. I think he'll be a really good head coach, uh, but that's just me personally. And you look at the track record from for Sam Presti, though. He's 2-1 and one on hire so far. And again, you can decide if you want to count P.J. against him or not. Uh, but And you can decide if P.J. even had enough rope to allow this decision to prosper and allow, the, and allow himself to show how good of a coach he would have been with that new core of Oklahoma City. But nonetheless, you can just put him down for 2-1 and one in terms of coaching hires uh, for Oklahoma City Thunder coaches. P.J., obviously a dud, got fired very quickly. And then Scott Brooks, look, if you set out to hire a coach right now, you take Scott Brooks. I know how it ended, but you take Scott Brooks 10 times out of 10 um, in the sense of if I can tell you right now you're going to be locked into a coach and he'll have that much success. Billy Donovan, given all the adversity that he went through, I, I know that there was a lot of first-round exits in there outside of his first year, but given all that he went through, losing Kevin Durant, then getting stuck with um, an OK3 squad that, that you know, should he have taken Melo off the floor earlier in that Jazz series? Yeah, but it is Carmelo Anthony, and that is kind of what you kind of put your eggs in the basket for, and you went all in trying to get Anthony. So I understand wanting to stick with that more than going to Jeremy Grant at the time. And then you got unlucky against Portland because at the end of the day, a coach can only do so much. When you roll the ball out there with Paul George and, and Russell Westbrook and neither of them show up in the postseason for two straight years, getting Russell Westbrook gets embarrassed by Ricky Rubio uh, against Utah, and then Paul George is just way off on both in both series and gets embarrassed by Joe Ingles and then is hurt and doesn't show up against Portland. Uh, what can Billy Donovan do at that point? Now, this postseason uh, was a far different story. You would have loved to see him play small, match the, the Rockets going small ball, and they had a lot, a lot of success doing that. And this postseason, you really feel like you should have won the series, if not for coaching. So I get that with this offseason, with this playoff series. But still, nonetheless, he had a great you know, tenure in Oklahoma City. It was time to move on. He's in Chicago now. And Sam Presti still, I think, it's a win in the column. If you want to, if you want to grade these hires, Presti hiring Brooks and Donovan, you still give him a win for that. You, you would take that. It's, it's better than having a disastrous head, head coach uh, hire. But this hire reminds me a lot of Scott Brooks. This is someone who Sam Presti has had his eye on for a very, very long time. Mark impressed Sam Presti at 26 years old. And from that point on, Sam Presti ensured that Mark was within this organization. As the Oklahoma City Blue coach, as an assistant coach, and now as the head coach of the Thunder. Since he was 26 years old, Sam Presti sought after him, finally acquired him at age 29 to coach the Blue this is a guy Sam Presti has picked out and wants to be right on. And so when a guy like Sam Presti, who's in a position of, a position of power and as, as a boss and everything like that, when he seeks out somebody, and when anyone in that position seeks out somebody, you want to be right. You want to be proven right. You're going to give Mark a big leash. This is not going to be a stopgap, you know, three-year hire, get us through the rebuild, and we'll, we'll supplant you for a more, a more proven NBA coach. No, you're hoping that this is going to be Nick Nurse. You're hoping this is going to be the new hotshot young head coach in the NBA. And that's what Sam Presti has envisioned since Mark was 26 years old. So we'll see if that can come to fruition. We'll see if that can come true. It'll be interesting. And I personally just cannot wait to see what he can do because the press conference impressed me a lot. And we're going to talk about that press conference coming up. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Go. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, breakthrough with Go every single day. It is an easy to take one and a half ounce package to put 
into your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever to put it in your golf bag to power through the back nine or to put it in your pocket to get through the day. Bilko is the best workout gel on the market. It is five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it is natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster energy drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. They have three delicious flavors. They have peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing and gets into your system to be easy on your stomach and to boost your work and get you going through the day. Built Go then kicks into action and keeps you going strong. Collagen protein promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. So visit BuiltGo.com today. Use promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. When you use that promo code LOCKED, you get 20% off your next order at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I. Ellie you're going to want to follow me as today we continue talking to draft prospects all throughout the afternoon. So be sure to tune in at 11 o'clock today, Central Time, as we begin to talk to draft prospects yet again. We talk to them all throughout Wednesday. We'll talk to them from now until draft day on Wednesday of next week. So we're excited about that. Also, check out Locked On NBA right now for the Locked On NBA mock draft with all of our local experts, as well as an amazing national panel breaking down every single pick. So I want to dive into... The press conference, which might have been the fastest turnaround of any press conference in human history to hire a head coach at like 9.30 a.m. and then have the press conference at like 11. Just say, you know what, let's just get it all done today. Let's just finish this off today. Let's not wait around the press conference. So they did have this the press conference this afternoon on Wednesday afternoon. And Sam Presti mentioned the word reposition like 50 million times. You can take that for what you will. I still think that this team is heading towards a rebuild. We'll see what happens. Mark says that it's never a bad day to be a Thunderhead coach, which got a lot of people excited. You love to see that. He's not wrong. It's never a bad day to have one of 30 jobs. Anytime that you're in a field in which there's only 30 jobs, if you can if you can occupy one of them, you're never having a bad day. You just aren't. But the biggest thing I took away from Mark's press conference is he's very confident. He is very confident. There's no deer-in-a-headlight look. There's no sort of awkwardness. There's no sort of bashfulness. There's no sort of any of that. He knows that he's worked to get in this position. He knows that Sam Presti has faith in him and trusts him and and is going to give him the rope and is going to give him the leash that he needs to prove himself as a head coach. He knows that he has the support of this organization. And you could tell in his interview, you could tell them joking around about Bruce Springsteen. You could tell everything and the way that he answered every question, the way that he, he spoke, you, you could tell this guy knows that he's going to be the Thunder coach for four five, six, seven years. And hopefully longer than that, if all goes well. So I like that about him. And I think that, you know, going forward, my Mark might be the, the best Thunder 
interview coach of all time. Who knows? But on the floor, he talked about pace and space. Space and pace. That's what he wants to do. He also threw in analytics, that that he talks about analytics a lot. And Sam Presti talked about how modern of a coach he is, that we can relate the players both on and off the floor. He wants to play a more modern style. And I kept going back to, in the bubble last year, Billy Donovan saying that he wanted Darius Baisley to bulk up a little bit and begin to play the five. And that seems like a logical place to put Darius Baisley if you want to move forward in the modern style of basketball. Darius Baisley was a great rebounder in the bubble. Great rebounder. We know that Darius Baisley is an elite playmaker, and that's why he was drafted in the first round was that elite playmaking. Elite rebounder, hopefully he becomes one, but he's a really good rebounder right now. Elite playmaking with that good rebounding makes for a very good modern big man who can switch everything defensively, guard one through five, run the break off of a rebound. I wonder... If Mark wants the same thing from Baisley, and if Mark wants to see that same transition from Baisley, as I call him Billy Donovan 2.0, if he agrees with Donovan and wants Baisley to do that, that would be pretty modern to me. And again, we've talked all about how Billy Donovan has also been a coach to preach pace and space, but it's never been given the team to do that. As you start to reposition, as Sam Presti puts it, I put it as rebuild, now you can go into these you know, drafts and into free agency and into these trade discussions and build your team around in an ideology of pace and space. And it's going to be very fun to watch. That is going to be very, very pleasant. Think about this. I said on this show in, in May that this team was one of the most fun teams to watch in Thunder history. Now, I didn't get any pushback from that. An organization that's been to Western Conference Finals, that's been to the NBA Finals, that has a much better a much better team in terms of the roster on paper, and has had Hall of Famers every year at multiple positions of this franchise's history. And this year, a scrappy bunch that played team basketball was the most fun to watch. Now, I think that that's going to become the norm in Oklahoma City, and that Every year, it's going to be fun to watch them stylistically. And I cannot wait for that. But the press conference was fun. I mean, obviously, they're not going to give away too much information. Why would you? But the press conference was fun. Uh, He was very confident. I think that it should give you more confidence in the hire. But at the end of the day, I don't expect you to have a huge opinion on this. I think that the only realistic and rational opinion should be well, look, Sam Presti has a good track record of, of finding coaches and hiring coaches. He's only on coach number four right now in 2020 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And let's see. Let's wait and see. Let's trust Sam Presti. Let's wait and see. And for an assistant coach that I'm not sure how many of those games that you watched of him coach the blue, I don't expect you to have a, a huge opinion. We'll see what happens on December 22nd. And the best part about this is that We can begin to grade him now, but we know that we won't really have all the answers until, you know, two or three years down the line when we get to see him in more competitive games, when we get to see more of his his tendencies and all that good stuff. So it'll be fun to follow throughout this time. But for those of you worried, the Thunder have their head coach. It is over. The coaching search is over. No more questions about will they have a coach before the draft? Are they ever going to get a coach back? Is Chris Paul going to coach the team? We're good. Mark 
Dagnang is the head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. I will probably always refer to him as Mark D. But hey, let's just move on from that. Let me know what you think about the hire. Again, I expect you to just say, trust in Presti. I like it. I'm encouraged. We'll see what happens. Let me know on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And so I want to talk quickly, and we can expand on this on Friday's show, on Monday's show. That's the benefit of having a daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. But on Wednesday night, Shams put out a tweet that Russell Westbrook has demanded a trade from the Houston Rockets and that James Harden remains locked in for this season to the Houston Rockets. And the this season part is very interesting to me. And, and maybe I'm just too jacked up on this amazing information we're getting left and right. The offseason still has not officially gotten underway, but we're having so much news break left and right, you can't keep up with it all. And maybe that's me getting caught up in all of this. But to me, the phrasing of locked in for this season kind of implies that, look, trade Russ, do what you want to with him and do what he wants to, but you still got to prove to me why I shouldn't also demand a trade past this season. Maybe this is a final warning shot to ownership and to the front office of, look, you've got a year to impress me or else I'm going to impose my player empowerment that every NBA player has, and I'm going to demand a trade and just get out of here. Contracts be damned, I am gone, if you're James Harden. But maybe that's too much reading into the James Harden situation. Now, coming up, I want to talk about Russell Westbrook demanding a trade, what that means for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I do want to dive into also the NBA mock draft of the Lockdown Podcast Network and what I did in the NBA mock draft. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And so we're back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This is the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, I want to talk more about Russell Westbrook demanding a trade. So Russell Westbrook going to the Rackets front office and wanting out. Is this good or bad for the Thunder? And I think that it all depends on what the Rockets get back. Really, I think that it's at worst neutral for the Thunder. And if they get absolutely nothing back, it is at best amazing for the Thunder. Because what can James Harden do alone when you're locked into that roster of just mediocre role players? That's really a roster built for at bare minimum, having Russell Westbrook and James Harden together and still is not built for much, even with the two, as we've seen. So if Russell Westbrook gets you back, Paul George, okay, that's a neutral move. We'll see what happens come postseason time. Maybe they can complement each other better than Russ and Paul George did, and we'll see what they can do in a very tough Western Conference. If they get back anything less than Paul George, that's a pretty positive thing to me. Because although team construction-wise, you might like a package better if it's just a bunch of those Clipper role players back to the the Rockets, for example. You might like that fit basketball-wise better than Russell Westbrook going for Paul George. But James Harden's mindset, I think, and this is all just speculation, I think is he wants that name value player. 
And if you don't go get that for him, maybe things start to unravel for you quickly, which would be incredible for Oklahoma City, and we'll see what happens. So the return is what really matters for Oklahoma City in all of this. As you know, they control the Thunder's future because that they quote-unquote took on the Chris Paul contract. And what's funny is if I told you this right now, if I told you Sam Presti pulled off highway robbery last summer, and I asked you which deal am I talking about, half of you would give me the wrong answer. Half of you would give me a different answer. Because in my opinion, the highway robbery is not the future of the Clippers. Because at least for the Clippers' sake, you got Kawhi in his prime and at the cost of Shea and a bunch of first-round picks who may or may not turn out to be really good. We'll see. We'll see what happens with those picks. But for the cost of Shea and Gallinari for one year, you got back prime Kawhi and Paul George, an all-star, third in the MVP voting at the time of the trade. I can justify that more. Now, again, getting bounced in the second round is not is not good. Possibly trading Paul George a year later, not good. I'm not saying that's a good trade for the Clippers, but the absolute robbery of the Thunder acting like the poor, pitiful me, redheaded stepchild taking back the the, the Chris Paul contract. Oh, what are we going to do with this contract? It's so massive. And, and who's ever going to want to take back Chris Paul from us? Please give us picks back and pick swaps back to incentivize us to do this. Meanwhile, I'll give you a declining Russell Westbrook who relies on athleticism, has had injury history, is going to get hurt again this upcoming season. I'll give you I'll give you that all back to you who doesn't really fit well with James Harden, who hasn't shown to be a good playoff player the last five years. I'll give you that for picks and Chris Paul. And then meanwhile, Chris Paul turns into an all-NBA player at the MVP conversation and might net you back a top 10 pick. Now that's to be determined. Who knows if the Suns thing is real? Who knows if they'd even give up top 10? Who knows if the Knicks would give up pick eight? Who knows? But it might net you back a top 10 pick. For, for, quote, taking on that bad contract. That is strict highway robbery by Sam Bresti. You did all of that for, you know, a year of Russell Westbrook. A year. A shortened season year. A season that ends in the bubble. You did all that. And really, you should have been knocked out of the first round, but that's coulda, shoulda, woulda stuff. The Thunder should have taken advantage of their own opportunities, but still, nonetheless, you're on the verge of getting knocked out by Lou Dort. So, you take all that in consideration, and where do the Rockets go from here? Who wants Russell Westbrook? Who does Westbrook fit on? If I'm a team, I'm not touching Russ's contract. I get it. He had a good season, good good regular season, and then he got COVID and got the injuries, so maybe the regular season is more indicative of what he would have been, but I just don't want that contract and with that injury history. I don't see how Kawhi and Russ would fit together. Those are two guys who want their shots. I mean, you saw how frustrated Kawhi got whenever he had that, that culture shock of going from the, the Raptors who would just be so passive and would just defer to him at every single moment to going to the Clippers who had a bunch of guys who were kind of me guys in the sense of wanting to get their shots up. Now you're going to go play with that in Russell Westbrook again. I think that there's a reason why Kawhi behind the scenes right now, according to Ryan Rossillo, is working hard and recruiting Chris Paul and not Russell Westbrook. But I don't know. And I'm interested from as a basketball fan, as a Thunder fan, 
And as a fan of this trade, this Chris Paul swap, I'm interested what the return is for both these guys, for for whoever gets Russell Westbrook and whoever gets Paul George. I, I want, I mean, not Paul George, Chris Paul. I, I want to see what happens there. Let me know on Twitter what you think will happen with Russell Westbrook. What's his return going to be? What's his value going to be? And where would you like to see him? Because I know there's still a ton of people who love Russell Westbrook and just want the best for him in his career, and I do too. Uh, so as a Westbrook fan, where do you want to see him land? Where do you think is the best spot for him personally? And as a Thunder fan, where do you think uh, that this all, how do you think this all unfolds? Is this great for the Thunder? Is this mediocre for the Thunder? Is this nothing for the Thunder? Is this bad for the Thunder? What do you think about this possibility that Russell Westbrook gets traded after he demands a trade? And I will say that Russell Westbrook mentioned in the athletic uh, report that you know, he misses the Thunder culture and he misses Oklahoma City's um, culture. And there's something to be said for that. And he's not coming back to Oklahoma City. Not not yet. Now, I think that he eventually will in his career come back to Oklahoma City, have a farewell tour and in his career here. But it's not right now. So he's not coming back right now. But there's something to be said that the fact of Chris Paul praises the culture, Carmelo even, no matter how the Carmelo saga ended, this last month he was on the ringer praising the Thunder's culture. That's how much of an impact the Thunder had on him. Carmelo praises the culture, Paul George praises the culture, even resigns with the culture and gets what he wants out of the resign, and so on down the line. Everyone who comes through Oklahoma City loves the organization. So that's a great thing for a small market team. And that's really amazing. So once again, Sam Presti gets highway robbery, and we'll see where it lands, Oklahoma City. I did want to quickly dive into the Locked on NBA mock draft because the news is coming out faster than than we can get podcasts turned out of here. And we're going to have to start doing emergency podcasts once we have more things set in stone. And we will be doing emergency podcasts for this show. We'll go from five days a week to like six, seven episodes a week. Who knows? We'll see what happens with all the news. But I, I did want to get this out of the way. This is a hypothetical uh, mock draft. And so I don't want this to be scuttled up with a bunch of news to where people think that this is kind of legitimate if you're just kind of passively listening to the information. And so the Locked On NBA mock draft is on the Locked On NBA podcast feed. And so what it is, is all of our local experts, I'm taking over the Thunder and so on and so forth. Every expert takes over their own team. And so you can make trades, you can make your selections, you can do all of that good stuff. Uh, you're basically just the GM and, and we'll see where it lands. And they've done this for four years now. Uh, I've listened to each of the, of the past three and to be a part of the fourth one is incredible. And so I, I did make the tr- make a trade. I had picked 25, as you all know, and so I traded up to pick 18 with the Dallas Mavericks, and I got back Dennis, and I got and I gave them Dennis Schroeder, and I got back Delon Wright as well. So the trade was that I gave up Dennis Schroeder and 25 to Dallas for 18 and Delon Wright. Now, funny enough about this, so Nick Engstead, who hosts Locked On Mavericks, he DM'd me on Twitter while I was typing to him on Twitter. He DMs me, "Will you do Delon Wright pick 18, pick 31?" for Dennis and the 25th overall pick. And so I said, I, I took a screenshot of what I was typing and I sent it back to him. And what I was typing was, would you do Delon Wright pick 18, then a shooter for pick and pick 25. And so he was like, okay, actually I'll do your deal and take back pick 31, which I didn't really care about because we're not doing a two round mock draft, but still that's kind of the value that we had for, for Dennis and the swap of getting up to pick 18. So why do you want to get up to pick 18? Well, the way the board was falling, I knew that if I got to pick 18, I could get my favorite prospect in this draft, and that is who I selected at pick 18, and it was Tyrell Terry. Tyrell Terry, I think, is incredible. You can listen to all of my big boards about Tyrell Terry. I think that at worst, he is going to be Seth Curry, and at best, he's going to be a poor man's Steph Curry. So how can you go wrong there? I mean, I mean, how can you possibly go wrong there? 
At, at best, you're going to get a starting level point guard who can shoot the lights out of the gym. At worst, you're going to get an amazing role player who can shoot the lights out of the gym and score and be a microwave scorer for your bench unit and get you through stretches of, of games offensively. And, and so I love that from, from Tyrell Terry and at the 18th pick in this draft, which is considered a pretty weak draft class. That's incredible to me. And I think that with DeLon Wright, you look at him and, and he had some talented years and he's he's had some moments in, in Toronto. Didn't quite pan out the way that we all hoped for in Dallas. Uh, but with the change of scenery, I think that he still has talent left and he can reinvent himself the same way Dennis did. I mean, Dennis's value is at an all-time low when he gets thrown into that mellow deal. And since then, he's become a six-man of the year and his value now is looked at as a first-round pick. So I think that you have the same opportunity with DeLon Wright and why not take that flyer and even have the chance that DeLon Wright turns into what Dennis has so far. Um, during a year and a couple of years here in which you're trying to rebuild and you're trying to reposition yourself, as Sam Presti would say. So I think that this trade was really good. You can listen to my full explanation uh, on Friday's Locked on NBA mock draft. The mock draft is rolling out in multiple parts. It started on Wednesday, so you can just continue to listen all through, uh, all the way up until the draft. And there's a ton of people on there that just you are going to want to listen to. For the national coverage, there's David Locke, there's Brad Rowland, there's Jeremy Wu, Chad Ford, John Hollinger, and there's also Josh Lloyd of, of Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, who's an incredibly smart basketball mind, and all of our local experts making our own pick. And so it's a fun time. And, and even though I knew all the picks in this draft, I still went back and listened, and I really enjoyed it. And I was really enjoying the commentary provided by Chad Ford and provided by David Locke and just all of these national guys talking about how many of us would make good GMs or bad GMs or how many of us made good picks or bad picks. So go back and listen to that and listen to the Locked NBA mock draft. It's so fun, and you're never going to find a mock draft that is as um, good as this one. I mean, what other mock draft has that many talented voices talking to you about this upcoming draft? And the draft is less than a week away now, so you need to get prepared, and you can hear about all these prospects on our mock draft. So coming up for Lockdown Thunder... On Friday, we're going to talk more about Russell Westbrook or any other trade scenarios that get brought up between now and then. We're also going to do our final stock watch on Friday prior to the NBA draft. So send me in your prospects that you're buying or selling prior to the NBA draft on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. We're also going to do on Friday the Oklahoma City Thunder big board for the wing position, the top 10 wings that I want the Thunder to look at in this year's draft, and sleeper second-round picks in the NBA draft. That concludes the week on Friday. This is Locked on Thunder, your only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's going to get crazy. You're already seeing a ton of reports break every single day. We had the, the Suns-Chris Paul thing. Earlier this week, we had Russell Westbrook demanding a trade on Wednesday, and we got the Thunder hiring a coach on Wednesday. The news is coming fast, and you're getting a glimpse of what this next month will look like leading up to training camp on December 1st. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So subscribe to Lockdown Thunder, and be sure you never miss an episode. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be good, and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Lockdown Thunder. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.